What's up, friend? And welcome to the podcast. I'm Nikki Sunshine, your host, and this is Become a Relationship Badass, where I bring you powerful interviews, and sometimes it's just me talking about things, (laughs) all in service of helping you to create badass, intimate relationships in your life. I do believe that the quality of my relationships strongly affect the quality of my life, And so with that, I'm here to help as many people as I can create high quality, unbreakable, truly fulfilling relationships. Thanks for being here and let's get into the episode. Is up, beautiful, badass, brave souls. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Nikki Sunshine here. And we are on episode 27 of Become a Relationship Badass. Fuck yeah. All right, y'all. I've got a really awesome conversation to share with you this week. Um, And before I go into that, I just want to take a moment to start today's show with a little bit of gratitude. So today, I would like to thank my friend Jocelyn because Jocelyn and I met in Hawaii over a year ago now. And we met in Hawaii and we haven't seen each other since um, until just last week. But she is the, I'm just going to go ahead and say she is one of the big reasons I'm going to Tony Robbins in two days. And I'm so fucking excited. (laughs) And Jocelyn's the one who really got it together and booked the hotel and just made it so easy for me to say yes because all of the logistics were already taken care of. I just had to buy my ticket. So I just want to give a shout out and a thank you to my girl Jocelyn. She's a fucking badass babe. She's the type of woman I try and surround myself with always. Um, She runs a children's camp called kids in motion and it's awesome and amazing and kids get to do some of the coolest things at her camp so shout out to jocelyn my girl i will see you in dallas in two days honey Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so i'm recording this from san antonio right now and i will be going to dallas in just two days actually tomorrow Um, I'll be driving over, and then Tony starts in two days. So you guys, I'm so fucking excited. Um, I've just heard so many amazing things about Tony Robbins' events. This is UPW, which is Unleash the Power Within. It's a four-day event, and his his days are not something to be taken lightly, right? (laughs) It starts at 8.30 in the morning and goes till 11.30 p.m. at night every day. So I'm ready, I'm amped, I'm excited, I'm a little bit nervous. I like to call it nerve-sighted. <laughs> and yeah, I'm so excited to share with y'all bits and pieces of the juice I absorbed from this amazing weekend. It's going to be life-changing is my projection. So we'll see what's up. <sighs> um, another quick announcement, I'm still giving away free shit. So, if you haven't done it yet, this is the easiest thing you can possibly do. Scroll down to the bottom of your screen on the iTunes app where you're listening to this and um, leave me a rating and review. A rating, you just leave one 
through five stars and then a review you just type out you know one word to however many sentences that describe your experience with this podcast now if you do this all you have to do is screenshot your review head on over to my facebook group relationships 101 it's the first link in the show notes here and drop your screenshot you'll have to get approved to join the group i'll let you in and then drop your screenshot of your review and when i see that i will reach out to you to get your mailing address and i'm going to send you some free swag so (laughs) this is only available to the last like 90 people i think i only had 100 gifts to give away and i've given away about 10 so 90 of you left don't waste any time because once the 90 are gone it's gone and this offer is not available anymore so leave me reviews and I'll send you shit and I don't you know leave a review that feels true to you I don't want you to feel like you have to leave me a five-star epic review to get a free gift leave me a review that feels true and no matter what it is I'll send you a gift fuck yeah All right, y'all, and final announcement, I officially have the time and date for my workshop at Arise. So I will be leading a couple's workshop called Amplify Love at Arise Music Festival this summer, August 2nd through 4th is the festival. My workshop will be on August 3rd, that's the Saturday, at 11 a.m. to 12.15 p.m. in the wisdom village so I'm super curious how many of you listeners out there are planning on attending Arise I'm fucking honored I had one human already buy a ticket to the festival once they found out I was doing a workshop there which just has me like totally blown away but I will say Arise is an amazing experience the whole weekend this will be my fourth year you guys and the first year I went I had already signed up to volunteer and work this event and like months prior and then my mom passed away like a month before I was supposed to do this and so I thought am I even gonna do it I might just cancel and something inside of me decided you know what Nikki you should just go you know you're kind of just sitting on your couch anyway feeling really sad maybe getting out there and being a part of something will 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 help me you know find a reason to live again I was in a pretty dark place and so I went and I volunteered the whole time and man you guys I talk about this a lot I have never felt so held and just seen and witnessed and cared for in the messy grief that I was in and it was just such a beautiful experience I've been back to this gathering every year since So I'm so honored that this year I get to offer a workshop of this magnitude. Um, Also, my my the love of my life, Warren, his business Evolved Alchemy will be sponsoring. So we're going to have a huge um, booth and sitting area set up with the elixir bar. So we'll have all the epic spagyric tinctures and then the kombucha and you can make your little drinks. So come on by that booth if you're going to be at a rise. It's going to be awesome. Um, I'm just super excited between Warren and I, we're, we're both providing a lot this year and it feels really good. So I hope to see you out there. If you're planning on going to Arise, yo, let me know. Shoot me an email, relationshipbadass at gmail.com. Send me a DM on Instagram at relationshipbadass. Throw it on your story and tag me in it. But I want to know if you're going to be there. Let's connect. Because I'll be there too. <laughs> so... 
yeah, okay, that feels, I feel complete in terms of announcements. Um, now, for today's episode, you guys, I have an amazing guest. Her name is Carrie Signoracci, and she is awesome. This woman, she's a dear friend and a colleague. Um, I met her in my 10-month intensive deep psychology of intimate relationships plus relationship coaching training. And um, she now is a relationship coach with her own practice. She specializes in breakups and divorce and like the recovery from those. So I just couldn't wait to get her on the podcast. Now, in today's conversation, we'll be talking about, of course, breakups in the aftermath of that, but specifically a couple little tidbits, why it's okay and even normal to still have feelings for your ex. And why it actually makes sense biologically that you would want to seek justice after a breakup. Why we can get into trouble when we take it personally and how that can affect us in our process of moving on. Carrie hands you the most beautiful permission slip to just own your fantasies as fantasies. And um, you guys, I did a recent... IGTV video on this about divorcing your fantasies. So if you want more on that, you can head over to my Instagram. We talk about what else you're mourning after a breakup. So there's actually so much more than just the relationship itself. And so we talk about that. Um, we talk about a lot more and that I, I'm looking at my list. Like I, I'm not going to read all of this, but we also talk about next steps. So you're at, it's after a breakup, you're in it. You, you're maybe feeling lost or confused or heartbroken. What now? Um, Carrie gives you some some practical next steps there. And yeah, she shares a really badass meditation she created to help people when you're getting overwhelmed by those feelings of essentially grief after a breakup, um, how to help bring you back. So she shares that with us. Um, you guys, this episode is absolutely loaded. Some of you submitted questions beforehand around breakups, divorces, stuff like that. If you did, we addressed all of those questions in this episode. Some of them at the end, but some of them just kind of weaved throughout. So listen to the whole thing to hear your question answered. Um, yeah, um, that's great. I'm not going to waste any more time. Let's dive right into the episode. I hope you enjoyed this conversation on breakups with Carrie. Do you ever catch yourself wondering, is it supposed to be this fucking hard? Do you ever find yourself saying, I wish I could do this relationship thing better? Are you ever feeling frustrated from repeated fights with your partner or wishing you had showed up differently in a past partnership that's already resolved? Do you ever experience anxiety as you worry about the state of and future of your partnership? Girl, I know where you are because I have been there before, sister. And there is nothing more painful than being constantly debilitated by anxiety and worry and negativity in your relationship. You know what I mean? Today... I live in an absolutely thriving, blissful, mutual relationship where we unite as a team as challenges arise and we are constantly attuned and checked in with one another so there's never any unresolved baggage under the rug. 
It feels so good and so liberating, and I want to help everyone have a relationship like this. This is why I've created my 30-day program called Despair to Repair. Now, a lot of you have asked about working with me or wanting to try working with me, and so I've created this program because it's accessible, it's affordable for all badass babes, and y'all, this program is the shit. It's a chance for you to try out working with me and get a taste of what's that like in a small one-month little experience. So head on over to relationshipbadass.com slash relationship dash intensive to learn all about Despair to Repair 30-Day Program. I have four spots available for this program over the summer, four spots left. So don't waste any time. Head on over to the page. Check out Despair to Repair. And if you're feeling it, set up your free call. All right, y'all. Now back to the episode. Alright, beautiful, brave, badasses, welcome back to this week's episode. I am so freaking jazzed because I am here with an amazing friend and colleague and teacher in the world. Her name is Carrie and I'm just so excited to be here with her. She's like laughing. She can't even hang right now. I love you. <laughs> um, so today we are talking about the juicy and potent topic of breakups and divorces and not only, you know, how to know when it's right, but what to do in the aftermath and, um, you know, really what we're going to be talking about today is how not to overthink it in a lot of ways and and get in your own head. So um, I'm excited for this conversation and before we dive in, I would just love Carrie for you to introduce yourself and tell the world who you are and what, what lights you up. Awesome. Hey everybody, I'm Carrie Signorachi, um, and Nikki's friend and colleague, like she said, and she just came to visit me in Boulder, Colorado, where I live, and um, operate my coaching business out of the convenience and comfort of my own home, Mm -hmm. and yeah, I'm just kind of here to hang with all of you for the next hour and talk about breakups and divorces and recovering And recovering in a way that leaves you feeling empowered and ready to open a new chapter in your life that Mm. feels good. Mm. Yes. Thank you for that, Carrie. Yes. Um, I just love what you said because the last part you said, which is ready to open a new chapter. I think that might be the hardest part after breakups is like, how do we open our heart up again? And how do we take down these walls that feel like they're protecting us, but are often just blocking our joy? Exactly. Um, Yeah, this is great. So I was wondering to start, if you could just give the listeners a glimpse of your own story and, you know, what brought you here? What got you interested in this work? Yeah, cool. Um, Well, I have many stories, but I won't go into all of those. (laughs) You guys got a couple hours? (laughs) I have a lot of breakup stories. Um, I've probably been in every kind of relationship there is. So, um, yeah, this is just a subject I really enjoy. Um, But the most prominent um, part of my story is probably my divorce, which happened um, almost five years ago. And... um, Let's see, so I was married for 18 years. I have two kids. Um, 
and it was a situation that was not very cut and dry in terms of knowing should I stay, should I go, um, you know, am I even, am I worthy of going toward what I really want because it wasn't like I had a situation that was really toxic or negative or right. bad or destructive but you know the chapter was kind of closing mm-hmm. in what felt like an organic way that was kind of beyond my beyond my control really right and that was hard to embrace and mm-hmm. there was a lot of fear involved and I didn't know uh, what the other side would look like so it was fear of the unknown that yeah. was the biggest obstacle especially yeah. with two kids and not my own income at the time and um, just a lot of scary things that I hadn't um, encountered before. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's really powerful to me in this moment as you're talking about how, well, there's a couple things coming out for me. So one is that you didn't have your own income, you had two kids. And I think for me at least, this is a lot of what I hear is stopping people from even considering the idea of totally. leaving a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I can't, I don't have income, I don't have kids. Um, I mean, I do have kids, yep. so hearing you share that is just empowering in itself because it's like, wow, you had all these obstacles, but you still um, went the route of, of divorce with your ex. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> the, the one, I think it's like, yeah, so fear of not having your own income, you know, I have kids maybe, and also just fear of maybe I'll be alone forever. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll never find anything that's good. Maybe I should just stay in this because it's not that bad. Yes. And I don't want to deal with the reality of maybe having nothing. Mm. Yeah. So do you have any advice for folks out there? And this actually ties into a couple of listener questions we got. Cool. Um, for folks out there who are recently experienced a breakup, they might have been broken up with or it was mutual perhaps. Maybe they did the breaking up of. But they still feel like... They still wish the relationship could go on. They mm-hmm. still have feelings for their ex, mm-hmm. even though part of them knows, like like you're saying, almost this chapter is over and needs yeah. to be done. Do you have any advice for those people who are kind of stuck in the painful debate of like, oh, but I love them so much, but I know this needs to not continue? Yeah. Um, so I think the first thing is like, I don't think not loving the person is that possible. Totally. Yeah. Nor do I even think it's like the problem or catalyst and what often causes a breakup. Like, I don't think it's a lack of love for the person. So I think if we're surprised or overwhelmed with still having really strong feelings for the person, Mm. like, I don't think that should be where we get stuck because I think we should just assume, yeah, I'm probably still going to have feelings for this person. Mm there's a part of them that will live in my heart forever regardless of what happens right wow I love that like assume that when you break up with someone you're probably still gonna have feelings and that's just okay yeah then it doesn't necessarily mean you made a bad decision in splitting the relationship exactly okay exactly right I love that like I just don't think it's a lack of love that often is the catalyst for ending a relationship right there's so many other factors that are much bigger and more um significant than a lack of love yeah that's probably why so many we've heard the question so many times in music and media like is love enough you know because like you're saying I think oftentimes the love is there and there's other things people are feeling not aligned with and I'm a firm believer in no I don't think love is enough I don't think love is enough I think 
love is part of it, and yeah. it's sort of the essence, but it's not, you know, the relationship needs all kinds of other aspects of infrastructure to keep it together. Yeah, yeah, I love that. For the long term, right? Love might be enough to get it going. Yeah. Um, but I'm hearing you speak about the actual long term creation of a life together. Yeah. Which yeah. requires a value alignment, like where do we want to live? You know, there's all sorts of different things like you're saying. Totally. It's yeah. so easy to get stuck in, well, I still love them, but I love them, but I love them. Wow. It's like, yeah, you probably do love them. You're human. Of course you love yeah. them. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Dude, this is so powerful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this just makes so much sense because this is where so many people are stuck and I love it. It's like, yeah, of course you should. It makes sense to me that you love them. Does that change the reasons yeah. that you split? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. <laughs> Okay, so are there any things that you would consider not to do's? So like, do not do this after a breakup or divorce. (laughs) I had to ask this question. I was like, just in case. No, I love it. It's entertaining. Like all the stuff you see out there. It's like the seven things not to do. The five like things you need to do immediately after a breakup. Yes. Do not do and do. And I just want to say like to anyone that's in a breakup or trying to recover from one, like the last thing you need is a list of do's and don't do's. Like you're hurting and you're human and lists don't really help that yeah it's like here's a list I can compare myself to and then feel bad because I'm not doing this yeah so like you know one example is like do not contact the person well I mean I don't know like if that's what feels right to not contact the person then don't contact the person if you want to obsessively contact the person you know obsessively contact the person right right you know best because it's your breakup and it was your relationship and I think this black and white um sort of dichotomy that often gets thrown in our faces can actually hinder a breakup and not help because you know best and your relationship Mm -hmm. was unique and personal and nuanced just like you wow that's amazing (laughs) just like you guys nuanced (laughs) and personal yeah so really what I'm hearing for the listener out there is like if you're in the midst of a breakup or if you're just listening and preparing yourself for the next, <laughs> um, <laughs> what I'm hearing Carrie say is like, it might be hard and try not to get caught up in essentially what everyone's telling you to or not to do. And this can come in the form of relationship advice, blogs and lists and Buzzfeed articles like we've been talking about. Totally. And this can come in the form of your friends. Um, people in your life, I know just because I'm a 26-year-old woman, so I've always gone to the council of my girlfriends, and yeah. um, at this point in my life, I have a very specific group of women I go for counsel because I know they can be objective. They're more like my personal coaches, but best mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. Um, but I just want to say this for the listener, like if you're going to your friends and your friends are giving you advice, essentially like Carrie Stark, don't contact him, don't do this, do that. Um, that's fine. Feel free to listen to that and feel free to take that with a grain of salt and not listen to it because your friends, like Carrie said, this is your breakup. This was your relationship. They don't actually know what your experience is and your friends are possibly projecting what they would do onto you. So maybe they've had a breakup in the past and they were like, fuck that asshole. So now they're like, don't you contact him, that piece of shit. (laughs) Exactly. They're going to have a bias. Yes. A bias. That's the word I'm getting at. And that bias isn't going to help you heal. Right. 
So I would say if you need like support, seek out someone who's objective, maybe one of your emotionally intelligent friends or a coach like Carrie here who can actually objectively witness you and, and be with you during this process um, without influencing you one way or the other. Okay, so this is a good one because I know a lot of people asked about this. <clears throat> so how, so we live in this culture now where ghosting is a thing, right? <laughs> and it's like, you couldn't even really do this a hundred years ago because the person you were dating was Sally at the farm next door and like you couldn't ghost her because your families were friends. And, and now we live in this age of technology and there's this ghosting thing where it's like, you can have what feels like such a deep and meaningful relationship with someone and then they can literally just disappear on you and block you from social media and never answer your calls. And I mean, that's gotta be one of the most painful experiences I've ever experienced. Um, so I'm curious if you have, you know, like advice or guidance for someone that feels that they were totally dumped in an unjustified way and just ghosted and abandoned and it's like what the fuck do I do with this yeah. how do I ever trust again you know totally I mean yeah. the first thing I want to say is like even when you were talking about ghosting like I felt my whole self sink <sighs> and yeah. just like get tense and yes. I just want to say like there's nothing that feels good about ghosting like there's just nothing that feels good about it and in my opinion there's nothing that's natural about it there's nothing yeah. that's kind about it there's nothing that is acknowledging you as a human being yeah. and even for the person who's doing it like validating their own humanity so it's just in my opinion like a pretty dark heavy behavior yeah and yeah there's just no way to really spin that positive of a light on the behavior itself like there's no way to really explain it is what I'm hearing like no and that's the thing I think I think there's the part of us that we know it feels wrong and it feels so bad and it feels so unjust and I think mm -hmm. the tendency is we want to find justice so right. it's like it's just a human survival tendency actually to want to seek justice and it makes sense why we want to seek justice and mm -hmm. answers and an explanation. Yes. Um, so the part of us that wants to do that is actually totally like right on and right. Like, it's a part of us. And it's yeah, it's actually like following like a totally ingrained normal survival mechanism, really. Yes. <clears throat> but I think, I think we take it personally, and I think that's where we get into trouble. I love that. I just want to stop here for a second. I know you have more, but. Just to repeat that, I, where, when we take it personally is when we get into trouble, which it's so hard not to do, but it's so clear exactly. that it's not personal when totally. someone ghosts you, right? It is. It, I mean, it is because we then think, well, what did I do? You know, why, why, why did they do this to me? And maybe we see that they don't do that to someone else. We find out later that right. they're in another relationship where they didn't do this. And it's just so easy to go down the rabbit hole of taking it personally. Yep self-shame spiral exactly yeah and um i don't know i think it's about the person for whatever reason that person during that time just could not handle either their own fear of conflict or their fear of expressing themselves in a truthful way or i mean i think a lot of the time um you know they just don't want to be perceived as like being the bad person or being the asshole right they kind of like 
so they just can't handle their own intensity around the feelings. The ghoster, you mean. The ghoster. Right, exactly. so they can't handle looking at you and saying, you know what, I don't think this is working. Yeah, yeah. And so instead of doing that, they just block you on social media and yeah, stop answering calls. Exactly. Yeah. So they have something in themselves that they just have basically no tolerance for. Yes. Like on an emotional level. And that's why they're ghosting. Right. So I'm hearing like the big reminder is it's, though this is probably hard to swallow if you've recently been ghosted, mm-hmm. it actually has nothing to do with you. I mean, yeah. It's it's, like, as and this is what I've heard again sounds. and again with it's ghosting because totally. it is, it's such a drastic behavior and it is, it does feel so unjust and it goes against everything that human communication stands for. Um, exactly. So yeah, I, I love that message of like, if you are ghosted, just like, so almost what I'm hearing as a first step is like, try and understand it in a way where it's not about you. Yeah. And you know, not to, not, I mean, not to minimize the hurt. Like it hurts. Yeah. It freaking hurts being ghosted. Like it's a pain that is just <sighs> inconceivable so because you don't have any answer on the other end. You, you're hurt. You get no closure. And you have no idea like why, what, who, where, like. And it's just, it's just a terrible feeling all around. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. For those of you that have experienced ghosting or if you've been a ghoster, like I'm not here to judge any one person, but I know that's a really painful experience from my own experience with my ex. Um, If you guys follow me a lot, you know about that. And so just appreciating that reminder of like, okay. This has nothing to do with me. Yeah. This has nothing to do with me. It's almost like a mantra, you know, like say it again and again. Um, And just to add, like if you're looking for tangible solutions to deal with the intensity and hurt of being ghosted, I feel like there are a few different things that you can do. Like mm. talk to your friends about it. Just like unleash the pain like as much as you can. Um, A lot of people write anger letters and they just kind of like let their anger about the situation you know out on a piece of paper and that's really therapeutic Mm -hmm. and just getting all your feelings out on paper or yeah expressing the feelings I want to say something else about anger because I've been talking a lot about anger on my page lately I've been working with some clients and really getting into like expressing anger violently Mm, which is weird it goes again so I've been saying lately I'm actually all for violent communication I'm against aggressive violence communication which is directed at at someone yeah um but if you need to express your anger i have written letters and that is super powerful i wrote like six to my ex absolutely Um, and if you need to go express that shit violently go do that shit like go out and stomp on the ground punch the pillow whatever you need to do scream um i actually gave some tips on this in a recent live video on my instagram so you can check that out if you want all about anger but yeah, so ex- what I'm hearing Carrie say is like express your feelings, feel them. If you need to go talk to a friend to let it out, that's cool. If you need to write a letter, if you need to go punch something, like it's okay to feel pissed and unjust and like taken advantage of and like fuck this person. Absolutely. That's totally okay to feel that and like let that move through you is almost. Yeah. Um, one other technique, it's a little non-conventional, but Ooh. Um, <laughs> it's a little strange, but I feel like it helps and it seems to help other people is like pretend the person who ghosted you is sitting in the chair across from you mm. and just unleash holy hell on them if that's what you feel like you want to do and yeah. just get it out. You can't get them in person. You're not going to get the text. You're not going to get the email, but I think you can at least 
get gratified a little bit if yes. you can kind of like summon their energy and presence like yeah just pretend they're there visualize them and have that conversation with them that you wish you could have yes another way to do this if I remember is you could have so if it's if it's hard for you to get there with the just the blank chair and you're like ah oh, it's not quite doing it for me you could have someone you trust that you feel safe with totally. sit in the chair yep. and almost like put on the aura of that person yeah, in yeah. a way, right? Yep. Um, so if yeah. that helps you, you know, a trusted friend, your partner, whatever, could sit in the chair and Absolutely. represent this person while yeah. you kind of yeah. say what you need to say yep. or scream yeah. what you need to scream. Yeah, if you have a picture of them, you could look at their picture. Yes. If you have something that belonged to them, you can speak to that. Like Yes. But that, in my opinion, can be very cathartic and therapeutic. Yes. Oh, thank you. That's that's a great little exercise. Appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. So. Okay. So since we're here, let's. Ooh, that's a good one too. Okay, let's go here and then we'll dive into more practical. Okay, you've been broken up with what next? But first, I want to ask, how do you help those that are. So clients, friends, whoever you see that are kind of stuck in the paradox of I like my happiness and my being okayness depends on them giving me closure, explaining why um, it essentially this codependency of like, I can't be okay until I get X, Y, and Z from that person that totally. broke up with me. Yeah. How do you counsel people? Yeah. So what I do is I sort of reveal the, what I perceive as them being stuck in a fantasy. Mm, um, so powerful, <laughs> yes. I mean, I just, I think I think one of the reasons why we stay stuck um, in wanting that closure and not being able to move on is because we still, there's a part of us, I don't care how hidden the part is, there's a part of us that is still invested that this person is going to give us what we wanted or want. Yeah. And I think exposing ourselves for being stuck in a fantasy is the number one way to dissolve that pattern and dissolve mm. the stuckness. And you know what? If you're stuck in a fantasy, like, cool. Like, that's totally fine. Yeah. Like, no big deal. If that works like, for you, like... Yeah, and it also makes sense. Like, it also makes sense why you just can't let go and you wish that person could give you what you want or would show up and just deliver you the explanation or whatever yeah. it is. And there's nothing wrong with kind of fantasizing about them coming back and giving you what you don't yes. have. Oh, yes. I love that permission you just gave for the fantasy. It's like, uh, I mean, I'm just actually going back to my experience mm -hmm. um, and just thinking of how many fantasies I had that like one day he would, Absolutely. with my ex, like call or just show up or he finally read the six letters I sent, you know. Like. I know. I mean, and I love how you're saying that because every person I talk to, they're so like scared and they feel so much shame how they have these fantasies. Yes. That, like, every single person I know who hasn't quite resolved a breakup is still, still has some kind of fantasy that they're holding on. Right. So I say liberate the damn fantasy. Totally. Own it as a fantasy. And like just a, own it. And like yeah. liberate it. Make, you know, write, write about it. Like who Make knows? Make it into a like, fiction story. Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, really get in there with your imagination. Like indulge it a little bit even. There's nothing wrong with having the fantasy. I think we get into trouble when we have shame around the fantasy. And then we just get really attached and can't let go or put any space around the fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, that's so great. 
Yeah, so it's okay to have fantasies. And it's going to be probably helpful if you're able to, like, own your fantasy as a fantasy um, in this process of healing. Like, okay, maybe it's a bit of a fantasy that she's going to wake up one day, realize I was right, and finally call me, you know, or whatever. Right. And I think, like you say, own it as a fantasy. Because in reality, it's not happening. They're gone. They're Mm -hmm. gone, and they did not give you what you wanted. That is the reality. Yeah. And being stuck in anything that's beyond that is a fantasy. Yeah. And like you said, own it as such. Totally. And then you can, like Carrie said, have fun with it. But if you know it's a fantasy, you're not going to be as attached to it needing to happen for you to heal. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because that's, that's what we want. We want to be able to heal without having to depend on or rely on other people doing X, Y, and Z for that to happen. Yeah. That's and like I the think... Goal. I think when we break up with someone, it's not just like we lose the person what we had. It's also we mourn what we never had. So we mourn dream, you know, like things that just never happened. And that's part of that fantasy. Mm. Like we had a fantasy of what we wanted to do and yes. accomplish with that person. And that gets killed when the relationship wow. goes away. Wow, Carrie, that feels huge. I'm going to repeat that for the listener. So what Carrie just highlighted was when we're, so when we're in the midst of a breakup, a lost relationship, whether we brought it on or it was mutual or not, we're not only mourning this relationship, we have this friendship, this connection, but we're mourning the idea, like the ideas of what we were going to do together. That feels huge. Actually, as you say that, that feels like more yes. of what my clients who are in this situation yes. talk to me about than the relationship itself. Exactly. Well, we were gonna, we had yes. been together 10 years, yes. we were gonna have a family, yeah. we were gonna do that. Yeah, because when it comes to open-ended things, possibilities, dreams, like, who wants to kill those up? Totally. At least you know, like, when you had the reality of your relationship, it's easy to know what you had, what you didn't have. But possibilities, like, nobody just wants to write those off in life. Right. That's the the dreams and possibilities are like the nectar. It keeps us going. Here we have what is, and here's what it could be. And they provide, like, really good fun brain chemicals that keep us going and like wow yeah totally the feelings of positivity yes so in case you guys aren't getting this clear carrie and i are not making fantasies wrong they're actually awesome they extract good brain chemicals can make you feel really good absolutely um we're just suggesting a simple ownership and knowing of fantasy versus reality the best you can in your own brain space situation life um, but fuck yeah, the fantasy. I love how you're just like letting them be cool here and not saying like, stop fantasizing. Exactly. <laughs> you're like, girl, yeah. fantasize. Like, I mean, that's how I create my business, right? Like I fantasize about what, how I can impact more people, what my reach can be. And then I take exactly. action to bring it into to reality. Yeah. So fantasize away, my beautiful badasses. <laughs> <laughs> fantasize away. Okay. So, oh, I'm excited to go into that. Before we go into that. Let's, um, so I, we've kind of danced around this, but just to be super clear. Mm-hmm. So for those listeners who are listening to this on the edge of their seat, cause they are fresh out of a divorce or a painful breakup mm-hmm. and they're just trying to get their life back together and like feel good again and be able to go back out there. What are first one, two or three, whatever feels natural to you, like step or steps, um, maybe an exercise or Anything that comes up for you is like right in that beginning phases of something they could do um, just to begin the process of healing, opening back up, going back out into the world. Yeah, I mean, first of all, there's the really acute phase. So if it's right, right after a breakup, we're basically talking like, you know, 
emotional first aid. Yes. Um, and that's sometimes just getting through the day, getting enough sleep, like drinking enough water. Yes. Like, I mean, you know, so we're talking really basic survival stuff. So it's <laughs> normal to feel like it's hard to survive almost after a breakup. Yeah. And in fact, I want to say like, not only is it normal, but it's also like neurochemical because when you're in a partnership with someone, you develop a neurochemical relationship with them as much yeah. as a, any other kind of relationship. Right. With them. So when they when they're gone and the relationship is gone, you're totally left hanging like on a neuropsychological cliff in terms of like all your chemicals are funky and they're shifting and they're yes. changing and your serotonin is different and your dopamine is different and it takes a while for that to normalize and heal just like it takes, you know, when you break a bone to heal. Yes. So I'm hearing space for that initial, yeah, like getting hit by a car feeling. Exactly. Yeah. Like you say, it's yes. getting hit by a car. Like you might be in bed for a couple of days. You yeah. might just, you're going to like be in a survival space mm -hmm. and you know, that's okay. And it's normal. Yeah. And just don't rush trying to get out of that because totally. you actually can't. It's like coming off a drug withdrawal on a certain level. Wow. Wow. So you can't even run. It's going to happen at its own pace. It's just going to happen. Yeah. yeah look, give it space. Great. Okay. So that's in that acute, like yeah, right acute. after phase. Uh -huh. Okay. So let's say now we're talking to the person who's, they're out of that acute phase. They're going back out, seeing their friends on the weekend. Yeah. yeah. Feeling kind of normal again, but not sure how to navigate dating or even thinking about dating. Yeah. Um, now what? Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, like, you know, do you want to date? What do you want? Who? What kind of person do you want to date? Do you want to just go out with your friends? Yes. Like, I don't know. I mean, you know, this uh, is your time to totally reinvent yourself. Yes. And it's your life. And you have your life back. And you have your independence back. And it's a very valuable and precious resource. It might not feel like that right away, but... Again, like, you know, have fun with your imagination. Like, before you get back out there, like, totally just invest in yes. imagining what you'd like your next partner to be like or what you'd like your dating life to look like or what kind of people you would like to choose. Um, because, yeah, you can get back out there, but if you haven't really claimed that or set intentions around it or decided what you're actually going mm. towards, it's probably not going to feel that great. Oh, Carrie, I love this so much. It's like, okay, first of all, do you even want it? So I'm here, when I'm hearing like umbrellas, like clarity, get fucking clarity within yourself and what you actually want. Don't think because, oh, it's been two months yeah. and I read an article in Elle magazine that said like <laughs> two months is cut off and now I should be getting back out there. Yeah, yeah. What I hear Carrie saying is like, check in with yourself. If you yeah. guys don't know about check-ins, go to episode three. <laughs> But check in with yourself, like, what do I actually want right now? Do I want to strengthen my sister bonds and my mm -hmm. friendships and make yeah. that really solid? Yeah. Do I want to focus on my creative projects right now and, and, and be open to a relationship but not seeking it? You know, do I, am I ready? Do I want to actively get out there? Do I want to make a Tinder profile? Totally, like, yeah. Like, get clear on what actually works for you as I'm hearing, like, a step one, what you actually want. And don't let exactly. any other influences sway that, whatever feels right to you. Yeah, I mean, like, you, yeah, there's no right or wrong. Like, yeah. you know, if you want to just be one with some ice cream in bed for a while, <laughs> go for it. If you want to, like... <laughs> You know, see how many dates you can have from Tinder in one week. Go for that, too. Yeah. Oh, this is great, you guys. It's Carrie's just giving you a fat permission slip to do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> and I think the big piece of this is, 
Like decide what you want, check in, see what actually feels good True. in your body, yeah, like feel it out, okay, mm-hmm. I'm dating. And then go out and do that and you'll feel so clear because you're like, this is what I want. You don't have to worry about the article or the friend or whoever that tells you you shouldn't be doing that, it's too soon, da 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 da. Um, that's so great. I love that. It's just like anyone can take that advice. <laughs> anyone yeah. can do that because it's totally personalized to you. Yeah, I'd say like just give yourself permission to own your truth. Yes. Like, this is your new time and, and this is your new chapter. And <sighs> so good. You have to own exactly what you want before you can start generating better things for yourself. Yes. Or better people. Mm. So many juicy nuggets from Carrie today, you guys. This is a re-listen type of episode. <laughs> okay, so we've addressed a lot of our listener questions, but we have a few we didn't get to, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to like fire those off at the end. Cool. But I was thinking maybe before that we had talked, are you down to share that meditation? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, so y'all, Carrie has made this amazing guide What's the title of it exactly again? I forget. So it's called the Ease Technique. E. Okay, this is her. Yep. So she she's made this jam packed like thirty to fifty. I can't remember. It's jam packed like PDF amazing guide to heartbreak essentially, which she'll tell you more about the end. Um, and I'll link in the show notes. But in that guide, I've read it. Is this little meditation she gives, and so um, I asked her to share it with you guys today because I I just thought it was really beautiful. So I'm just gonna hand it over to you, Carrie, and have you maybe just tell people what this is, and then you could walk us through it. Yeah. So I mean, I'm just gonna give you the more condensed version if Perfect. you want. Yeah. The full the full equation. You can check out my little ebook there. Yep. Um, it's called the Ease Technique. E A S E. It's just a basic mindfulness exercise. Um, and basically what it does is it helps you uh, be with your experience with whatever experience that is and it helps you just get comfortable with whatever is arising for you and actually feel more in control with whatever's happening while feeling it at the same time mm. so the E stands for emotions um, you know, just so get you know you'll get into like a silent space, and maybe you can just do this for two minutes, five minutes. The E stands for emotions, and all that means is just notice what you're feeling. Um, mm-hmm. What's the tone of what you're feeling? What are what's the theme? What are any labels you have around what you're feeling? Notice you have a story that comes up once yes. you start labeling it, and just feel it. Allow it to come and go, and just focus on feeling the feeling itself. Uh, the A stands for attitude. What's your general state of mind, body, and spirit? Are you deflated? Are you elated? Are you expanded? Are you contracted? Do you feel heavy? Do you feel light? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no need for any judgments of, or whatever is arising. No need for that at all. Just kind of notice. Again, this is yeah. your time to develop a tolerance around what you feel because when you develop a tolerance around what you feel you're not gonna keep pushing things away mm. and you're gonna go toward what you want like a tolerance to feel what you're feeling exactly yeah. a tolerance, like a capacity right okay yep uh the s is for sensory information that's just all about what's happening in your body what you know your skin how does your breathing feel um you know do you feel tingly do you feel prickly uh, is your breathing shallow? Is your breathing calm? Is it fast? What's, what is your heartbeat like? Is mm. it rapid? Is it 
calm? Do you have a heaviness in your chest, flutter of excitement? Who knows? Are you fidgety? Is it hard to sit still? Are you tired? Do you notice yourself wanting to check out? Yeah. So just pay attention to the story your body's trying to tell you because it's always trying to tell you something. Mm -hmm. um, and the E stands for equilibrium level. So on a scale of one to four, how calm are you? Um, you know, a one or a two means you're pretty okay. You're, you're okay with where you are. You're able to regulate your thoughts and your feelings with little trouble. A three to four means you're kind of triggered. Maybe your nervous system feels activated. Um, you feel pretty emotionally riled up. And, you know, all this is, is it's just giving you information about your experience and it's going to help you. Like if you're a three or a four, you know, you might not want to do something you had planned to do or go out socially. You might go have an to... important conversation right. with your partner right. or whatever. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> or anyone, you know. So it's just there to empower you emotionally and help you take care of yourself and give you what you need. Mm. Um yeah, so that's about it. The ease technique, pretty simple, just a little basic mindfulness mm. practice to help empower you feeling your experience and being more mm. comfortable in your experience if it's not comfortable. Yes. Yeah, you guys. So again, this is broken down really clearly in Carrie's ebook, which will be linked. Um, and just in case that wasn't super clear, this is a meditation you do with yourself. So you right. might start off by like, right. like Carrie had mentioned, get in a quiet space, get somewhere mm -hmm. where you can drop in, you know, use your breathing, whatever you use. And then once you're kind of dropped in and connected with yourself, then you go into this EASE four step process. Okay. What are the emotions I'm feeling? And you're just, you're just identifying, you're not like necessarily writing this down or anything. You're just noticing exactly. in yourself like, oh wow, there's some anger. Okay. Okay. Yep. And just... Noticing without judgment is, is the vibe I get from how you describe that, Carrie. Like, not saying, oh, anger, what's up with that? I'm supposed to be over this. But Yeah, oh, wow. if, you, if you are judging, notice that. Like, oh, I'm judging. Cool. Totally. <laughs> there you go. Just notice the judgment. I love it. Oh, it's so good. And you can do it even in the car if you're suddenly triggered in traffic. I mean, you don't, mm. like... And I feel by just bringing an awareness to, like, what's happening with me in the present moment... Just that process is gonna instantly help me calm down. And I, it's like I'm thinking of traffic when I'm stuck in traffic and like pissed, like totally. What the hell, you know? And if I'm able to stop and do this, I could just by doing this exercise, I think I would feel more calm coming out of that. Like, okay, we're in traffic. <laughs> what else is new, you know? <laughs> yeah, and just one more thing, you know, like in terms of if you're wondering, like, should I get back out there? What should I do? Mm -hmm. I don't know, like use some, use a technique like this, like, oh, you know, the thought of dating, the thought of getting on one of these websites, I start, I feel really triggered, I feel contracted, I yes. feel heavy, that'll show you, oh, maybe I don't, I don't actually have a deep desire to do that, or oh, right. like I just clicked on Tinder, and I saw like an attractive person, and I felt my heart kind of fluttery, and it felt kind of fun, Yeah. so that might, it'll give you an idea about where your desire is in terms of, you know, what you might want to do moving forward. Right, I love that the body holds the greatest wisdom, right? <laughs> Our mutual friend Karen has taught me so much about mm. this, um, and so Karen in episode uh, 16, I think you guys, go check that out, body awareness, yeah, she's amazing. Awesome. That's so great. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's great. If Yeah, I love that. If you're like, should I go back out there? I, I don't know. You could use this technique to check in and feel what your body says. Like exactly. Carrie's saying, is it like a fuck no where you're contracted and feeling mm -hmm. in pain? Or does it feel expansive? 
you know, um, episode 18, expansive and contraction test, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Shamelessly plugging all my episodes, but they just keep coming up. <laughs> so if you haven't listened to all of them, go listen to all of them. Um, okay, great. So yeah, more, if you want a deeper dive on that meditation, you've got to download the free guide, y'all. Great. So as we begin to wind down, I just want to address these. Oh, I didn't technically address. I feel like we kind of addressed this. Okay, I'll just throw it in there. So these are going to, we've got like three or four questions we haven't necessarily addressed directly. So you can answer as short or as long as you want. Some of them might be a bit redundant, but I just want to make sure I hit everyone's questions. Okay, so I'm going to start with this one. How am I ever supposed to trust someone again? Yeah. Such a big question. I know, right? It's like the Um, biggest. I mean, I think it depends on what happened in your last relationship obviously yeah um so maybe you were betrayed for example um maybe someone did something to totally blindside you and that's really hard there's no way around that yeah um there's just no way around the pain of having your chest betrayed and Mm. and i usually feel like there is some kind of person personal responsibility we can take when we have had our trust betrayed. Now, I mean, maybe, like, on rare occasions, like, some things come with no, no warning at all. Maybe you didn't even get, like, a feeling, like, an intuitive hit, like, something. Who knows? This is just a little example. But maybe you did get an intuitive hit. Like, maybe your intuition was trying to wake you up to something. Did you listen to that? Did you speak to it? Did mm-hmm. you speak up for yourself? Did you have a need in your last relationship that you didn't get met? And did you honor that for yourself? Like, yes. did you have a boundary that you weren't honoring in your last mm-hmm. relationship and go against what you felt was true for yourself? So I don't really feel like I'm answering, like, how do I trust again? Yeah. But I feel like I'm speaking more about things that can evoke trust within you. Yes. Which are centered around boundaries and speaking up and listening to your gut and being just really true to you know who you are and what you want and how you're going to get that yeah I don't know what do you have to say yeah I I love what you're saying because I think what um the personal responsibility piece for me does help my healing so when I can look back at a relationship and so like I'll just you guys know my life, my ex-more partner, you know, I, I actually just wrote about this. Um, and for one of my new programs, you guys, if you want all the juice, check out my new program, despair the repair. Um, <laughs> and so, um, at first I blamed him, right? Well, he cheated on me and then he broke up with me. How could he do that? And as my healing journey continued, when I was able to see, okay, well I like, I mean, it's so obvious to me now my part in the dynamic, right? That helped me to feel like, oh, it's not a matter of, I just, like, everything got taken out from under me. I played a part. Mm-hmm. So it, it, in that regard, that helps me trust more because it's not like, wow, this just happened out of the blue and I had no idea. It's like, oh, okay, I see my part so I could be more conscious moving forward. Um, yeah, and I don't, I really, like, if, if your trust is broken, like, it is not your fault. So I'm not saying, like, yes. anything's your fault or you did anything wrong because, like, being cheated on or being betrayed, it just sucks. Yeah. There's, there's like pain and, you know, nobody deserves that at all. Um, 
And then one thing moving forward on a more tangible level, like if you're going back out in the dating world, maybe like, and you start to feel really anxious and your lack of trust surfaces, you know, checking in with yourself. Well, is this something I really need to speak to the other person about? Or is this like old? Is this from my history? Like, Mm. maybe I'll feel this a little bit and then, you know, do I need to speak up about it? Or, oh, I'm too scared to speak up about this because I don't want them to reject me. Well, I don't advise actually doing that. Yes. Because then you're not actually being true right. to what you're feeling. Right. Um, so there, I think there are ways and baby steps to start building trust again more mm-hmm. tangibly. And they just probably won't really come out until you're faced with another relationship again for the most right. part. Right. That's the most potent playing ground, I'd say, to rebuild the trust. Exactly. Um, one thing that is coming up for me, I want to say, around trust and relationships. So something I learned really clearly from having both my parents die in like mm-hmm. freak accidents where mm-hmm. I had no warning and it was just like, oh, mm-hmm. this happened mm-hmm. again. Um, is that like, oh, love gives no guarantees. Life gives no guarantees. Totally. And so in the same logic that if, well, if I can't trust this person, the relationship could end. I know on a cellular level that I could trust and love this person fully and this relationship could still end. Exactly. You could get hit by a bus tomorrow and exactly. I could be totally heartbroken. Yes. So what I have learned is that tr- love and life gives no guarantees. Yes. And so I think what I'm starting to realize is there actually is no guarantee of trust and love because it's not just you. It's you and another and we exactly. cannot control another. So true. And so it's like you actually have a choice. Okay. You, love comes with so many beautiful things, right? It can change the way we feel and think and move through the world. And so it's like, okay, do I want to open my heart to this amazing experience knowing that it could be taken away from me at any moment. Yeah. And that's just something I hold in every relationship I have. Like this relationship could be gone in any second. Absolutely. And so knowing that, am I still willing to go there? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. I mean, there are no guarantees. Like you say, everything's impermanent. Everything's yeah. in flux. And the one thing you do have control over is you. So yes. set a boundary if you need to. Speak up if you need yes. to. You know, don't go out with someone if it doesn't feel right. right. Like Take that's, care of you. Yeah, you're, you're, you are the only one you have control over in these, re- in these situations. Yes, so. yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I hope, hopefully we just made that more confusing for you guys. <laughs> Whoever sent that question in. Yeah, it's that there's so many, I feel like we could talk about trust forever. That could so. be literally an episode in itself. Yeah, yeah I would love, totally. yeah, if you guys we, have any questions for Nikki about trust, it would be fun if you kept asking them. Yes. I think there's a lot that we Send could talk them in. about here. And if we get enough, I'll bug Carrie to come talk to me again. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all know where to send them. Okay, so we'll just go through these last few ones here. So we already addressed this. Okay. Is it healthy to maintain a friendship when you still have romantic and desirous feelings for your ex? Oh, I love this question. Right? <laughs> I kind of thought you would. <laughs> um, you know, I think whether something's healthy or not healthy can get a little funky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just going to put that one out there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, you know, you can go look at all the magazines and the websites. Exactly. And- you know, have no contact with your ex or wait three months before and maybe you can develop a friendship. I Here's mean, the magic formula. Email yeah, in the first like, two months, phone like Hell no. I don't I mean I don't freaking know, but <laughs> but actually you do know and what you know is that why are you wanting to invest in a friendship with your ex? What's your intention there? Is it because you have the fantasy still and you're hoping, well, you know, I'll at least try to be friends with them? Or do you feel guilty? Are you the one who left? Are you being friends with them because you feel guilty about leaving them? So I think, like, you need to decide what your intention is for wanting to be friends with them and be extremely clear about that. I don't think there's an unhealthy or healthy and... You know, that's completely personal. Um, totally. I love that. And it can totally work. And it can totally not work. It's, you know, it can actually just not be a real friendship a lot of the time. And right. it's just guilt going on and fantasy. And yes. That's not much Or of a one person thinking, oh, cool, we're friends. And the other person thinking, one day you'll fall back in love with me. Or, exactly. You know, those kind of weird exactly. dynamics. Yeah. Exactly. Which, exactly. So I love this. When I'm here for her, whoever sent this in and probably the people who can relate to this question, I'm hearing Carrie say like, all right, if you feel the desire to go have a friendship with your ex, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But like her, our suggestion is get clear on the intention. Why do you want this friendship? Is there a part of you that's like, maybe if I get in there and stay present in their life, they'll change their mind. Is it like, no, I just, this is such a solid friendship and I just want that. And so you get clear on the intention, and then once you find out the intention that's true, you get to decide, okay, do I want to pursue a friendship based on this intention? Right, right. Um, And so again, there's nothing right or wrong with either decision, but it's up to you to get clear, okay, why am I really pursuing this friendship? Yeah, and you know, are you taking care of yourself by being friends with that person? Are you putting up healthy boundaries? Right, does it feel painful? You know, are you going going home after being with this person and just feeling like really sad and grief-stricken and blown out? And would it be better to not have contact with them? You know, that's something you need to decide. But my main advice is take care of yourself and be completely honest with yourself about why you would want a friendship with a person. There really is no right or wrong. Yes. So good. You're so good. You're so good at what you do, Carrie. So are you. <laughs> okay, so it's so funny because these all circle around the same answer. You yeah, know what I mean? But, yeah, because um, I think people are looking for permission. Right. So, like, for example, with this, if someone betrays your trust and doesn't take ownership for their actions, is it best to just cut ties with them completely? Yeah. And I feel like you're going to say basically the same thing. You know what I'm going to say, everybody? <laughs> I mean... It's like, yeah, like, did you know, why Why did they betray your trust? What did they do? What did you do when they betrayed your trust? Yes. Um, you know, you, again, you get to decide. You get to decide. Like, if you're not taking care of yourself, but you are relating to that person, yet you don't trust them and you feel like they wronged you, well, why are you relating to them? That feels like, again, like you said, Nikki, like a boundary, like a, a boundary Need for issue. a boundary, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, so Carrie's basically here not to tell you what's right or wrong. <laughs> She's just here to tell you, get clear on why you're doing these things. So with exes, it can feel so messy. And 
again with like the media telling you what you should do, what you shouldn't do, seven breakups, don't, you know, this and that. Yeah. Um, it's easy to buy into the idea that there's like a right or wrong way to do this, a certain, exactly. a certain path to take. Yeah, and I think the main goal for all of you is just empower yourselves. Like, this is your time to empower yourselves. And you can empower yourself. You cannot empower yourself by yeah. listening to rights and listening to wrongs. And only you know yourself. And like I said, only you know how your relationship was or was not. And this is your time to relearn how to empower yourself. Yes. Yeah, the, the, the big piece I'm feeling in this moment, like from all of this is like, after a breakup, there's going to be a lot of feelings, thoughts, ideas about what to do next, confusion, and there's going to be this like, potentially for, for some of you, this like inner conflict almost. I've had this almost at the end of every single breakup mm -hmm. because there's a part of me that's like, but that was so right. That was so comfortable. And like, again, the fantasy of just like, is there a way or like how, you know, and then there's this other part of me that's so desperate to break free from the traps of that relationship and like yes. redefine myself, like you're yes. saying, like new, new year, new me or whatever, yes. like here we go, let's, who am I again? You know, maybe even I lost myself in that last relationship a tiny bit, so now I'm like discovering who I am again and um, so that's inevitable that kind of mucky and a conflict for most of us is going right. to be a piece of the deal. Yeah. And I'm just hearing this continual theme of like, check in with yourself, slow down and see what's actually going on inside of you. You're hanging out with your ex every day, three months after you broke up, go in a room for a minute, just check in like, what is this? How is it serving me? Yeah. Is it serving me? Yeah. Do I, you know, and cause it's easy to just do things because a friend says it's the right thing or the article, or we think this is what we should do. And, I just keep hearing Carrie reminding you to like check in with you yeah. and your intentions. Yeah, and like you said, like you went through a breakup. The pain is inevitable. Like yeah. there's no way around the pain of losing someone you loved mm -hmm. and losing a relationship that had a lot of great things for you. So the pain is inevitable and you get to decide how you're going to empower yourself within that pain. And usually when we're in pain, like Nikki said, we're then faced with a conflict yeah. because what happens before the conflict is there's a void mm. and there's a void and there's the unknown and we don't know what is on the other side yet. And it's easier to kind of dualistically hang out in this inner conflict that we have. Yes. But to go to the unknown, the other side. Yeah. Wow. Damn, Carrie, drop the fucking mic, girl. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I just can't even with you. You're like Buddha and <laughs> and Jesus rolled into one. You guys hire Carrie. She's a mix of Buddha and Jesus. So I'm saying. Um, <laughs> okay, well, I feel so incredibly served by this conversation in my own self. And I am just totally projecting that it's going to serve so many of you. So if you're like on the edge of your seat right now, like, oh my God, who is this Buddha Jesus chick named Carrie and how do I know her more? <laughs> Girl, <laughs> Girl, it's the truth. <laughs> so if that's you, I'm going to hand the mic over to Carrie so she can tell you. I would love if you just gave him a blurb about your guide so that they could just 
Just oh, yeah. like a quick sentence or two or whatever feels good. And then tell them about where they can find you, your website, your practice, if you have room for new clients right now. Yeah. Um, so right now I have two websites. I have, um, well, you're going to put that. I'll put them in the thing, yeah. Okay, so Nikki can give you those. But on one of my websites, which is carriesignorachi.com, mm-hmm. you can download a free copy of the little book that I created called The Ultimate Guide to Healing Heartbreak. Um, it's epic. It just has a couple of these techniques, um, you know, in a little bit more elaborate detail. And yeah, I, I also would just be curious if you download it to tell me what you think and, um, you know, if it, if it helped you in any way. Yes, we would love to hear that. What's your other website? Uh, that's called EvolvedHumanRelationships.com. Yes. Um, and that's your coaching practice? That's, or? I mean, that's more general. Okay. Um, you know, like the carriesignorachi.com is more specifically designed for breakup and divorce recovery. Okay. Gotcha. But I also counsel people, you know, who are on the fence or even who might want to actually stay in their current relationship. Right. Um, but, you know, maybe they're at a crossroads or something like that. Um, okay, so you also help people in relationships. Exactly. And yeah. then the carry your one website is more of your specialty in breakup and divorce yeah. counseling specifically. I'd say, like, should I stay, should I go? And breakup recovery, those are my two Perfect. main um, specialties. Okay, and, great. Yeah, and I, yeah, I'd love to have you follow me on Instagram or Facebook if you want. Perfect, and, that's um, just your name, I think, which I'll also put in the show notes. Yeah, you can just, at, Okay, perfect. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll put the Insta, the Facebook and both the websites in the show notes. I will also put a link to her book. You guys, it's free for now. I don't know how long this will be free cause it's that valuable. So don't waste any time. Go get this book before it's like not available anymore. Um, and as she said, we'd love to know what you think. So feel free to drop me an email or a line relationship at us at gmail.com or you yeah. can email Carrie personally and tell her about your experience at Signorachi at gmail.com. Perfect. I'll throw that in there too because her name is beautiful and hard to spell. Yeah. <laughs> it's not very user-friendly. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, Carrie, thank you so much for your precious time and for just sharing your amazing wisdom with all these people and me. I'm so honored. Yeah, I'm honored that you came over and showed up and we no. got to have fun together. We like did. This. At your so house great. for the first time. We've... Me and Carrie did our, that like crazy 10 month training you guys hear me talk about all the time. We did that shit together. So it's rare we've gotten to hang out in such a light and fun environment. That ain't that's the truth. Your shit's a lot more intense and deep. That is true. <laughs> so this has been great. All right, y'all. If you loved Carrie and you want her back on the podcast, you know the drill. Let me know. And I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Woohoo. Wow. What a powerful ass conversation. This conversation feels like such an important one. And after listening to that, I just feel like I want to have more conversations on this. Do you want me to have more conversations on this topic? Let me know. As always, I love your feedback. I want to know what you thought. Did anything in this episode really resonate with you or help you get to that aha moment? Um, Was there anything you weren't feeling? So I'd love to hear your feedback. As always, please let me know. And if you guys want to snag Carrie's 
guide, ultimate guide to heartbreak, I have linked it right in the show notes. So don't waste any time. I'm not sure how long she'll be giving that away for free. Honestly, you guys, because I've read it. And when I read it, I was like, damn, how is this free? (laughs) So um, I would grab that now rather than later. Um, And if you're also just curious about the rest of Carrie's work and what she does, you can hop over to her website, evolvedhumanrelationships.com, which I have in the show notes as well. And just kind of explore her stuff, her coaching, her, you know, her work. Um, Yeah. Wow. Fuck yeah. I'm so grateful to Carrie for having this conversation. I hope this was serving to you out there who's ever been in a breakup or maybe you're in the midst of a breakup or maybe you're in that position of should I stay or should I go? For all those different areas, I hope that this conversation has served. All right, y'all. Don't forget to go leave me a rating and review. Drop that screenshot in my group and I'm sending you a free gift. (laughs) So I love you guys. Thank you so very much for being here. Oh, you know what? Hold on. I want to leave you with an action step today. So um, my call to action for you today is to really just, if, if specifically if you're recently outside of a breakup I want you to use this ease meditation if it's helpful for you or use whatever helps you but get in touch with yourself and see if for a minute you can get away from the shoulds of breakups and everything everyone's told you you should do and everything you've read you should or shouldn't be doing and just get in touch with you and your heart and just get curious like what's happening in here how am I actually feeling maybe it's six months out of the breakup and you've been trying to tell yourself no I'm totally fine it's been six months I have to be over this but really in this moment as you check in you're like damn I'm not fine I'm still a fucking mess So I want you to just get in touch with you and what's real for you and just own the shit out of that. Just own it and love it, you know? If you're a mess, own that and love yourself in that mess. I know how easy it is to feel pressure about how quickly you should be over something or how quickly you should be moving on. I remember these pressures when I was out of my breakup, um, fresh out of my last breakup. So I hear you and fuck the expectations, right? Fuck the shoulds. You do you, honey. (laughs) All right, y'all. This has been a really juicy conversation to bring for you. I hope it has served. I love you so fucking much. I will catch you next week after I've been to Tony Robbins. I can't wait to come back together. I fucking love y'all. And I'll catch you in the next episode. 